Italian Wine Podcast. Chin Chin with Italian Wine People. Welcome to the Italian Wine Podcast with me, Monty Walden. My guest today is Alessandro Francois of the Castello di Quercetta Winery in Chianti Classico. Welcome. So first question has to be, you have a French-sounding name. Yes, my family name is French because my ancestor came from Lorraine, from Lorraine. in the 18th century, exactly in the 1745, when uh, Tuscany was uh, started to be governed by the Grand Duke of Lorraine. Of course, when the Grand Duke moved from Nancy to Florence, he decided to bring together some of the most important collaborators. So do you know what your family was doing it were they lawyers then or were they advisors to the the, the duke or what, what was their role uh, no my ancestor was only a minister of grand duke of lorraine but only when uh, he became older it was called the invin invin because uh, in the meantime the grand duke of lorraine married with maria teresa di austria asburgo and they became also not only grand duke of toscany but also imperator of sacro romano impero and then uh, for this reason he moved to a and they lived in Wien. And uh, when my ancestor arrived to the, at the end of the, his working life, it was called in Wien, and uh, there the imperator gave to my ancestor the title that they uh, used in this period, the Marcus title. Oh, so are you a Marquis as well then? Yes, yes, because I'm, uh, I'm uh, of the same family. <laughs> Marchesi? Yes, yes, yes. So did, you, did your family, has the family estate, the Castello di Quercetta, been in, the, in your well, family? For uh, not immediately but uh, after three generations my grandfather decided to buy Castello di Querceto because it was very passionate in the agriculture and mainly in the wine field and he bought this property in, in which year? in Sorry? the 1897 120 years ago 1897. and uh, consider that in the Chianti Classico region there are about 600 agricultural companies but only 21 they have the same owner from more than 100 years we, we are one of the 21 and then Castello di Quercetto must be considered a really very historical company in the in the region. In terms of the way that you work, obviously you talk about history and tradition. As a wine producer, would you describe your wine style as modernist, traditional, or a bit well, between the two? Well, at the beginning, my grandfather was very passionate about the wine, and uh, quite frankly, he decided to plant a specialized vineyards in the in the last years of the 19th century, and he planted a vineyards with Sangiovese. 100% against all the use of this period when everybody was planting vineyards with mixed different varieties according to the, the blending decided by Bettino Ricasoli but my grandfather planted these vineyards called La Corte and we, produce, we still produce La Corte like a single vineyard wine but the reason was that he wanted to produce a wine to drink for his family <laughs> because everybody was selling only wine uh, with uh, the blending of Bettino Ricasoli. And then uh, we are very happy now and very lucky because uh, we have a collection of the wine produced from La Corte Vineyards. And uh, when we celebrate the century of the property 20 years ago, we organized a vertical testing of the wine from these vineyards and we tested 60 different vintages covering 90 years of story. And it was fantastic. And uh, many very important journalists of that time 
time they wrote some article where they described the testing note of this uh, this vertical testing among 16 vintages the oldest one was 93 years old we found 12 still perfect and everybody was very astonished about this so and you, the oldest one 93 years old was one of the best so you talk about tradition and sangiovese which is the grape that's synonymous with tuscan wine in general and chianti classico in particular what about the arrival of french grapes from bordeaux well, after I started to be involved in this family business, it means about 35 years ago, I liked to do many experiments because I like to do experiments. And I planted many international varieties, but we decided to continue to use in our Chianti Classico only traditional varieties. We don't use our Chianti Classico as 95% of Sangiovese about and a small percentage of all traditional grapes of the valley like Canaiolo, Colorino, Mammolo, Ciliegiolo, Malvasianera, but no international variety. We produce four or five wines with international variety, but I don't use Chianti. I don't call Chianti Classico them. They are the wine that everybody in the world is calling Super Tuscan and now they are officially IGT f- uh, from Colli della Toscana Centrale. Do your clients tell you that they prefer the traditional varieties of Sangiovese and the ones that you mentioned over the international varieties, over Merlot or Cabernet? Is there a division in what people say? Of course, they are. It's difficult to, to tell if it's, uh, I prefer one or the other because uh, in the wine field, every, every wine has its personality, its character. Uh, every wine produces different emotion to the people they test them. I'm not able to answer if I prefer one or the other. They are different wine. The hardest question I have received that many, many people give to me is uh, what is the wine you prefer? <laughs> I have different emotion when I test one, uh, maybe Cignale is one of our Super Tuscan wine. So what's, or the, what's the blend for Cignale then? Cignale is a, a Bordeaux blending. It's 80% of Cabernet Sauvignon, 20% of Merlot. And what is, in terms of your, your traditional Chianti Classico, you have all the local grapes in that, like uh, Canaolo, you mentioned them. Yes, so yes. What, what, if you just tell me the names of these na- native grapes and some of the dominant flavors in them, obviously Sangiovese plus Malvasianere, Canaolo. Quite frank. Frankly, in my opinion, perhaps that Chianti Classico should be produced only with Sangiovese. But I don't want to lose this traditional variety. And then we continue to have a very small, very small area with Canaiolo, with uh, Colorino. And uh, we continue to use but a very, very small percentage. How are you dealing with climate change? Well, for us, uh, I think uh, until now it's, uh, it's good, this change, because uh, our valley is at a high elevation above the sea. Our vineyards between uh, 400 to 550 meters above the sea level. That means that uh, maybe if you had in the past some problem was because it, it was not enough hot. For the moment, uh, is for us, is favorable, this is the change. I don't know what will happen in the future, of course. So who will, who's going to succeed you in your family? Is it going to be a family succession when you retire? Who's going to succeed you? Well, I consider me very, very lucky because uh, without asking anything to my son, my daughter, everybody decided to work in the company. Not only my son and my daughter, but uh, the wife of my son, the husband of my daughter, everybody worked in the company. And then, uh, of course, I consider that it's not, uh, not often happened. This. Just the names of your son and your daughter? What are they called? Uh, my son is Simone. My daughter is Leah. The wife of my son is, is Stefania. The husband of my daughter 
is Marco. So between your son and your daughter, who does the vineyards and who does the winemaking? Uh, the winemaker was uh, made by me for a long time. Uh, also, if uh, I never study study enology, but uh, I was autodidacta on the enologist because uh, I started to be involved in this family business because I had a big passion. My profession before uh, was completely different. I lived in Milan. I worked in the engineering field, and uh, in the middle of my life, I decided to start a new life. And then. Uh, when I was 45 years, I abandoned my profession. I moved to Castello di Querceto and uh, because of the big passion, I wanted to be in uh, first line. And then uh, I started to, to make the enologist for a long time. Of course, now I have an enologist in the company because uh, the majority of my time now is uh, traveling around the world to explain to the, all the people in the world uh, what is the emotion that my wine can produce. And if, and if talking about wine doesn't work out, you'd be an excellent history teacher telling us about Napoleon and the French history in Tuscany. Alessandro Francois, thank you very much for coming in. I hope to see you at Castello di Guacetto sometime in the future. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks. Follow us at Italian Wine Podcast on Facebook.